0: Steeler Nation Live studios overlooking the beautiful city of downtown Rochester, New York. For your Steeler news, reviews, scores, and updates, go to www.steelernationlive.net or talkshoeradio.com. And now, new for the 2015-2016 football season, kick it at with Jeff Reed, former Super Bowl champion of the Pittsburgh Steelers. And now, official part of Steeler Nation Live. Steeler Nation Live is brought to you today by McGinney's Sports Club. 2246 East River Road, Henrietta, Rochester, New York. Come on down to see big sale, big food specials, big drink specials from McGinney's Sport Club. And now, your hosts of Steeler Nation Live, Sanders Tisdale and James Owen. Welcome to Steeler Nation Live, Sanders Tisdale and
1: James Owen
0: coming to you from Steeler Nation live here in Rochester, New
1: York. A lot of things going on with the Steelers this weekend. The Steelers, a huge win versus the Cleveland Browns. And the Cleveland Browns led by Johnny Football Manziel. Manziel actually having a pretty pretty decent day, I should say, against the Steelers.
2: Yeah, and uh, Landry Jones leading the Pittsburgh Steelers for two seconds. Let me tell you, Sanders, watching this game... You knew it was going to be a tight game, division rivals. You have a back backup quarterback coming in. You got Roethlisberger on the sideline, suited up, ready to go in case of emergency. And that emergency came a lot quicker than we expected.
1: Yeah, the way that Ben came in the game, a lot of hearts I know were, were pitter-pattering. I know mine was the fact that, you know, to know that Ben was supposed to be on the bench healing for maybe another close to two weeks or so, to be on the men to come back to be, you know, Big Ben. But the fact is... We all know how Ben is when he comes back off of injuries. And, you know, he he played against the Cincinnati Bengals after coming back off an of injury. And we all seen what happened there. But you know what? That wasn't the case. That was not the case, James. And I'm impressed with Big Ben. And Big Ben had a huge day there in Pittsburgh.
2: Yeah, just a side note here. with uh, Ben had a little fun with this after the game. And he want to congratulate Landry Jones for his, his first start, uh, first win as a starter. Which um, we all know, you, you you don't get to win if you don't play the whole game. It's not like baseball is coming in relief. And and the thing about that is, it's nice that we're having fun. When you win, when you're winning, you're having fun. When you're when you're losing, you're not having fun at all.
1: Right, right. And that's and that's what came with this. And the fact is, the Steelers are winning right now, and they're in a good place. You know, they do have some injuries. We'll talk about a little later, but. The Steelers are keeping pace with uh, the wild card position right now. And hopefully, eventually, there might be a chance, you know, we need uh, Cincinnati to lose quite a few games. But there is that chance out there for the Steelers to possibly, you know, win the AFC North again. Still, there's still time to win it.
2: And what impresses me once again, Sanders, with the Steelers defense pretty much taking charge of the game and pretty much winning the game, for the Pittsburgh Steelers, still carrying the team, even though Ben did come into the game and pretty much played the whole game, but it's that thing on uh, creating turnovers and creating pressure. Now, we did not really capitalize too much on the turnovers, but you know, it, at least we're making turnovers.
1: Right, right, and that is huge with the defense. There was a couple, remember there was a couple years ago, the Steelers' defense, were, weren't, they weren't getting any turnovers, and now you got a defense that's at least possibly getting a turnover again, and they're coming up with sacks as well. So this has uh, been missing from that defense for a while, and I'm glad to see it back, James, and the fact is that the Steelers right now they look, they look like they're on a, a good pace, a good ride right now, and I hope they can continue, and it's some much-needed off week that's coming up for the Steelers as well.
2: Now here's a scary
1: thought, Sanders, and for those folks at home, we have a laundry list
2: of people on the injury list uh, that are all starters. And what we've been doing is as far as not only winning games, but you know taking full advantage of other teams. And when your defense, with not all their starters, can hold, I know it's the Cleveland Browns, but if you can hold the Cleveland Browns or pretty much any Offense to only 15 yards rushing the whole game. Now I'm not talking first quarter, second quarter, third or fourth. This is the whole game. Now this, these weren't the all the starters on defense. Just imagine, folks at home listening to the show here, Steel Nation Live. Go to website www.steelnationlive.net. Just imagine if we had all our starters. If Le'Veon Bell was healthy. If Ben Roethlisberger was healthy. If the defense was healthy just imagine we're winning with with bubblegum shoestring and duct tape
1: yeah that's pretty much what it is and the, and the fact that the steelers actually they're not just they didn't just win this game just you know on the merits defense the fact is the browns helped them a little bit by keeping them in the game with the the penalties the browns right now they appear to be an undisciplined bunch right now out there and especially on the defensive side of the ball, the fact is they had 12 penalties for 188 yards, almost 200 yards of penalty yards. That That's amazing for a game this late in the season, and that's where the Browns are at right now.
2: Yeah, and the thing about the what makes Ben Roethlisberger so special and that this is the kind of talent you need and the experience and the maturity, that when you have a free play, and this happened, I think, three times during the game for an offsides or whatnot on the Cleveland Browns. When Ben is in the pocket and he knows he has a free play, throw the ball deep and throw it up. And we had three pass interference penalties. I mean, uh, one, maybe two, probably could not have been catchable. But, you know, it's just that being there, preventing the receiver from making an time to get to the ball, you're going to get pass interference called pretty much all the time. And that's what Ben did. That would... That is what put us in the scoring position. Now, the red zone, we're still having issues with the red zone. where We should be capitalizing more. But I think maybe now that we're in a comfort zone, Sanders, because we do have an, a kicker we can rely on, that it's it's not that precedent to get seven, even though we should.
1: Exactly. And, and that's what's going on with the Steelers right now. The, like you said, um, James, the fact that they get down there, they get one-dimensional – and there has to be somewhat of a change or whatever, because the Steelers have to know that you you can't just always settle for three. Three is nice, but they're all there's a killer in the end, you know, when it comes down to it. And the Steelers have to get away from that. Now, if if we go to the the stats of this game, like we said, Big Ben coming in in substitution of um, Landry Jones, who started off the game three or four for 23 yards, and you know got us close off a turnover down close to the end of uh, the Cleveland Browns. But the fact is, Roethlisberger took over from that point. Coming in, 22 of 33, 379 yards, three touchdowns, one interception. And D'Angelo Williams still still in the mix, you know. I mean, he's still doing that journeyman work. Is still coming up big. 17 carries, 54 yards, hard-fought 54 yards, but he was there and he was doing it. And Martavius Bryant still showing that he has the spark, the speed. That will we need to compensate on the other side of Antonio Brown six catches, 178 yards, and one touchdown. And I'll let Big O also touch base on Antonio Brown because he set a record as well: ten catches for 139 yards and two touchdowns.
2: Yeah, it's 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 funny that the Steelers have been breaking records in good ways. Usually, of, as of late, that they've been you know making records that we shouldn't be in the negative. But the Antonio Brown another record most. Uh, receptions and yards in 10 games as a Pittsburgh Steeler. Topped Lewis Lips, Hines Ward, and I, I do believe in Lynn Swan for for 10 games in the amount of yards that he's come up with. It's just simply amazing. And um, getting back to what you alluded earlier, uh, Sanders, about the Steelers' defense and the offense combining and or whatnot, it's just that when the running game usually – has failed us in the past against division rivals or any opponent that we played. And once we become one dimensional and Ben is forced to throw it, we're, we're pretty, we, we pretty much don't do anything. But now that the, the firepower and the maturity and experience and the, now the wide receivers that Ben has a, a choice to throw to, Antonio Brown, Martavius Bryan, Marcus Wheaton, uh, uh, Darius Hayward Bay another season fetcher and wide receiver and let's throw in uh Heath Miller in there into the mix. And not only that, let's take it a step further. D'Angelo Williams, Le'Veon Bell, who can who are dual threats who can catch out of the backfield. So when you when you add all that together, two words come to mind. Super Bowl.
1: Exactly. And we do have don't forget about it. now we do have a young and upcoming um, tight end, Jesse James, who looks like he's trying to get himself in the mix and maybe be the, the pre- predecessor to predecessor to uh uh, Heath Miller, and, and that's huge. And uh, we need that. Heath, you know, Heath is putting it in for so many years, and is getting to that point where, you, well, you can see there's going to have to be a change eventually. And he, they look like they're starting to find a guy that they can possibly groom to be that next step in for a tight end. And we need a quality tight end here in Pittsburgh.
2: Right. And one thing that sparked my interest was a lot of the coaches and a lot of the the critics were talking about how he's maturing so fast in the blocking aspect. Now. Here's here's where, he's, here's where he's going to go far, Sanders, is because he's taking full advantage of the injury to Matt Spath, who's been out with a knee injury. Now, you put Matt Spath back in this equation, I really don't think there's a spot for Jesse James on the roster, as, as, heart, as heartbreaking as that sounds for me, because we all know that I made the push for him to get drafted, and we picked him up in the fifth round. So that's huge it's it's not good for Matt Spath you know I don't I'm not wishing him any ill will because he's a great tight end. He's a great blocker. But for somebody to t- be able to take advantage of a situation like that and take advantage of it in a positive way, that's what I'm saying. I'm not saying I'm glad that Matt Spath is hurt so Jesse James could have his shot. He has a shot and he's taking full advantage of it.
1: Well I'm saying that the fact that in this game the Browns they 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 stay competitive kind of early because Manziel, it looked like he was out there to try to, you know, make a name for himself. And and then what we heard earlier on NFL.com was the fact that Manziel will be the starting quarterback for the remainder of the year, which was uh, just put up later this afternoon today. And the fact is uh, he had a pretty good day against us, Uh, 33 of 45, 372 yards, two touchdowns, one interception. And Manziel also mustered up 17 yards rushing. But the fact is, Duke Johnson had a rough day at the office. Four carries, 10 yards. You know, basically, the, the the rushing part of the Cleveland Browns was totally non-existent. But the passing game with uh, Manziel being a mobile quarterback, you know, Benjamin, seven receptions for 113 yards. Um, Heartline, the old Dolphins, six receptions, 77 yards. And Barnage, their tight end, which the Steelers always customarily had problems with tight ends. Barney's 6 carry, I mean, excuse me, 6 receptions for 65 yards and one touchdown. And the Steelers are always customary to giving up touchdowns to tight ends. I can't understand it, but they 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 do have those issues. But uh defensively for the Steelers, five sacks and one fumble and one interception. Like we said the defense, they're they're on point. They they almost have that bend but don't break mentality. But the fact is they they have to get away from giving up so many passing yards cuz this is what keeps the team on the field forever and drains that clock. That's why customarily you see a lot of teams have more time of possession than the Steelers in, you know, in their games. And right now versus the Cleveland Browns, the Browns had the ball for 32 minutes and 43 seconds as opposed to the Steelers' 27 minutes and 17 seconds.
2: Well, there's a stat that you won't see listed. It's a, it's a scrambling stat. And we all know that we're very weak in the secondary with the Pittsburgh Steelers' safeties and cornerbacks not really be able to to cover receivers, but when you have a quarterback like Johnny Manziel, and I do got to give this guy some credit, his his escapability, Sanders, and his is um the way he moves out of the pocket, moves around, and it, it's hard for this guy to be sacked. And I'm surprised we even had five sacks. Ask Arthur Moats; he had a sack. Well, actually, he almost ripped Manziel's head off, and you know it was unintentional. It's just and what what impressed me the most about. Arthur Motes is that he he sent Manziel a tweet that he apologized for it. And just, you know, how many football players do that? You know, they say, whatever, it was an accident, and then they shrug it off, and then, you know, they forget about it. But Arthur Motes just sends him a tweet or a message or whatnot saying that he was sorry, and you know.
1: I mean, you know, and that happens in a game. And, that, and um, big ups to Arthur for going out and doing that, you know, taking the time out and doing the tweets. So to let everybody know that he didn't mean it, and you can see in the game that he didn't. It was just something that inadvertently happened with him trying to you know, pull him down, and he grabbed it around his face mask. Granted, it was a rough tackle, but things happen in the NFL, as we all know. Hey, guys, we're going right to a commercial break, but when we come back from our commercial break, we're going to give you our injury report this week for the Steelers, and the Steelers right now, big up, it's going to be a long, long list. So we'll be back to you in a couple of minutes here on Steeler Nation Live.
0: SteelernationLive.net. Got it's live. live. Join Big O. Big Two Every Tuesday night at 7 p.m. Seven. New Year's only in depth analysis of the Pittsburgh Steelers. Black and gold. Game review. Game. Injury report. Injury. Release. Releases who got fired. Fantasy stats. Fantasy football. Rumor. Anything and everything you want to know about the black and gold. StearnationLive.net
2: Uniform Express, located on 1408 Buffalo Road, Rochester, New York. For your police, fire, or EMS supplies. One of Rochester's top and finest suppliers are shirts, pants, shoes, boots, and accessories for your professional uniform needs. Uniform Express also does embroidery and screen print for team uniforms, jerseys, and corporations. Ours are Monday through Friday, 9 a.m. to 5 p.m. You can also go to their website at www.uniformexpress.com or call Brian at 585 529 Four two four five. That's 585-529-4245. And let Brian know you heard his ad on our show, Steeler Nation Live. Welcome back to Steeler Nation Live.
1: I'm James Owen. And I'm Sanders Tisdale.
2: This is the part of the show where we're really not too happy, but we have to give the Steeler news and updates, and it's pretty much how it's been since the beginning of the season the injury report the infamous injury report and it goes a little about something like this Sanders these are the players I'm going to go in sections first the players who are out who will not be playing then I'll go to the probable and then the questionable so we all know out 100% not playing probable there's a 50% 50% chance he you will you will not be playing and questionable is a 25% you won't be playing. So on the out list, we have Landry Jones with that foot sprain. That's a low ankle foot sprain that is, I guess, pretty severe with the MRI has come back. And he definitely will not be there for the bye week. I actually know he'll be there for the bye week. Won't be there in Seattle. And who knows, depending on how he's healing and what kind of physical therapy he's doing, He may be out for a couple more games after that. James Harrison, we always thought he had that thumb injury, but he has a nagging knee injury. He will be out. Matt Spath, we talked earlier, tight end. He'll be out with his knee. And Shamarco Thomas, out with a knee injury. Now, we talked about this earlier, Sanders. How could this guy, who's not even really been on a team or a starter play, maybe a bunch of special teams, we don't know, gets hurt and hasn't played yet?
1: Oh, well, yeah. I mean, that's what we're trying to think, uh, you know, figure out. Actually, the fact is that he he's probably played more games with the Steelers probably than both uh, uh, myself and James have. I mean, the fact Pretty is close. that yeah, he he's uh, whether you look at always on the injury report, he he's more or less always on there. So I, I'm trying to figure out whether he will make it for next year for the Steelers. It's going to be a rough road for him. And the fact is, I like to see this kid because he does have some tools to him. But the fact is. If you can't stay out there on the field, they're going to look at it as what good are you to the team. If you look at um, Dre Archer, you know, he was there one minute, you know, for a couple of years. And the next thing he's gone. But with Dre Archer in that instance, I can only say that he was given an ample chance. And the same thing is happening with Shamarco Thomas. They're giving him ample chances to try to advance to the next level and be that man. But the fact is, you have to be on the field to be there. Now,
2: looking back at that signing of Mike Mitchell doesn't look so surprising, does it, Sanders? So getting, getting to the probable, Marcus Gilbert, the Landry Jones foot crusher. He is probable with a toe injury. Darius Hayward Bay, hamstring. Will Johnson, back. Steve McClendon, elbow. Heath Miller, not injury related. Ryan Shazier, knee. D'Angelo Williams with his foot. And questionable for the game against Seattle, Ben Roethlisberger. We have another week to recover, but he didn't look too bad on the field there, Sanders.
1: Yeah, I mean, he didn't look too bad. So, but the fact is, we have to hope that things can muster themselves out within this bye week. Actually, you know what? Let's talk a little bit about the bye week. The bye week is coming up for the Steelers, a much-needed bye week, especially week 11 in the NFL. It's a late bye week, and the fact is they need it. The Steelers are right now, like you said, they have a muster of guys that's within maybe maybe seven to ten guys right now that can possibly miss a game But with this bye week, you know, helping these guys heal, I think the Steelers can probably come into Seattle after the bye week being ready to take on the Seahawks.
2: Yeah, let me look at this list one more time. Let's
1: do the math
2: here, Sanders. We got four, we got 11, we got 12. Out of those 12 players right now, nine are starters. Right. Nine are starters.
1: Yeah, and that's uh that's huge for the Steelers, and they need everyone they can get going down the stretch. The healthy team, more or less, usually the team that finishes out on top. And the Steelers right now, they have some guys that are probable, and and maybe this bye week is a good thing coming in right now. I don't know, but the fact is, it gives the Steelers a week to uh, you know try to hone everything down, especially get Ben healthy, and let um actually Landry um kind of try to get through this this uh, ankle problem he's having, and you know get all the nicks and dings up, healed up, give these guys some personal time back at home with their family. And then later in that week, they got to come back and muster up and get ready for the game against the Seattle Seahawks. And we're going to actually do a quick thing. We're going to go right back to a commercial break. But when we come back from the commercial break, we're going to talk about a little bit about the Seattle game. And I'm going to give you both of our final thoughts for the night here on Stellar Nation live. <laughs>
2: It's Spaghetti Sports Pub, located at 2246
0: East River Road. A perfect blend of Irish charm and Italian cuisine. Cuisine. From Calabria favorites, like calamari to chicken french, to the new signature dish, like the Steel City Deli. The Rothwest Burger.
1: Everything is
0: delicious and prepared fresh for you. They offer a full lineup of your favorite
2: beverages with drink specials daily, and don't forget their $5 Monster Bomb. Ice cold beer. All day, every day. With two floors of seating and 20 high-def televisions, there's not a bad seat in the house to catch every minute of the NFL action. Watch what you want.
0: McGinney's is the official home of the Rochester Steelers fan club. Steelers! So
2: come on down to McGinney's Sports Pub, 2246 East River Road in Henrietta. At Grease Lightning, we offer fast automotive service, specializing in oil changes and auto repairs we offer a convenient and comprehensive maintenance and repair service. Fast and no appointment necessary. At Grease Lightning, we offer the best prices on top name brands. We get you in, out, and on your way, just like Grease Lightning. Grease Lightning is locally owned and operated, so come on down to 2061 Chile Avenue here in Rochester and talk to Charles because he's in charge. You can also call Charles at 585 563-7939 or go to our website at mygreaselightning.com.
1: Welcome back to Steeler Nation Live. I'm Sanders Tisdale. I'm James Owen. You know, the Steelers, they're going to be marching after this bye week, going right back into Seattle. And Seattle is a horror show to play for a lot of teams. I mean, they're amped up. Their 12th man is ridiculous there. And the fact is, they are amped up when they play in front of their crowd, and the Steelers have to play in hostile territory, and it's almost like playing in Cleveland, and which we'll have the experience as well later in the season. But the fact is, the Seahawks have a huge game against the Steelers because this is a game they need because they cannot afford to fall lower in the cellar, and either can the Steelers.
2: Yeah, absolutely right, Sanders. I, I agree with you more. the The Seahawks are a strange and peculiar team, especially at home, in and, in. And that the loudest state—I don't know how or why it's so loud, Sanders—because it is a open, open air field. The last game they played against the Arizona Cardinals, the Arizona Cardinals seven and two. One of those losses coming to the hands of the Pittsburgh Steelers. It was a close game. It just the Seahawks didn't look like they had anything going in the first half. And then when you're playing a team as explosive as the Arizona Cardinals, you have to keep pace with them, and they didn't do it.
1: Yeah, they didn't at all. And Seattle, they at times look like they kind of revert back to the old Seattle Seahawks, you know, where a team that was always floundering. And I don't know, right now I'm kind of questioning even what's going on with the quarterback, Russell Russell Wilson. The fact is, he at times looks like he's discombobulated back there and, and he's taking a lot of sacks and maybe they're having problems with the line, but the fact that the Steelers have to be cognizant of that but, as you know, what the Steelers have problems with is tight ends, and here we are facing another team with a great tight end, James.
2: Well, you would think. As, you would think when the Seahawks got him in the offseason, you would think, wow, look at the There's no way these guys are going to lose a game with this, with this guy tight end. But he's, he's, he really hasn't been that big of an issue. You think Graham, you think touchdown. Right? You 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 don't see that in Seattle. You have Marsh Marshall Lynch getting the ball all the time. You you have it's just it just boggles the mind that you would think in this setting that when you come from a team like New Orleans Saints and you're pretty much their whole offense, you come to another high potent offense with a great quarterback as as you do with Seattle and there's nothing. He's like, he's almost non-existent it, against the Cardinals. He was non-existent. He had a couple catches, but.
1: Well, that's a lot of the things that they have to figure out is the fact that, you know, they really don't have that, that, that big time receiver. Like the Steelers, we have Antonio Brown and L.F. Antonio Brown, Martavius, Brian. I mean, it goes down the list, but the fact that these guys don't really have that, that That big play receiver they'll have they they have a top guy that will catch a pass here and there, but the fact is you know when it starts to come to where your running back is getting close to being your one of your main targets, then that's an issue
2: absolutely, and I think what the problem is in Seattle is that the Seahawks are trying to find a way to get Jimmy Graham involved in the game. Jimmy Graham only caught three balls for forty one yards against the Cardinals. On eight targets. So they threw the ball to him eight times. He got it three times, 41 yards. And we're not going to say these all these throws were on target. But, I mean, look, the Cardinals secondary is no slouch. You have this, this kid, Buchanan, who lines up in the linebacker's spot, and he plays both linebacker and corner and safety. This kid is pretty much probably their whole defense. You don't know where he is. And you got him covering guys like... Uh, Jimmy Graham, and you guys covering, you know Marshawn Lynch coming out of the backfield and stuff like that. It's you would think this would be a mismatch, but the Seahawks have have got to find a way to use him, and I think they might have a good job against the Pittsburgh Steelers.
1: Yeah, so and the Steelers have to be amped up in the secondary, especially. To know that, you know, they're facing a team that's got a good running quarterback in Russell Wilson. And he will try to run and find time, as you can see, what we just went through with Johnny Manziel. So you're almost playing the same type of quarterback, to be honest. The fact is that um, this is a team that, if it's not going to the running back, it's going to more or less try to go out to the tight end. And I believe the Steelers can kind of handle that on defense. In this game, I don't know if I see the Steelers actually you know winning winning this game by a huge margin I think it'll be a close game in this game I'm probably even seeing the Steelers winning this game I'll say 27 to 20 with the Steelers uh hopefully you know winning with the late interception to close the game out
2: I think it's going to come down to the wire Chris Boswell is going to win this game 30 27 Steelers I predict it's going to be a wet rainy Horrible game, but we all know that's when Pittsburgh plays their best in, in bad weather, and I do believe this will be on the foot of Chris Boswell. Even though he's missed two field goals, an extra point, in and in a normal field goal attempt, I do believe that this is the kicker of the future for the Pittsburgh Steelers.
1: Yeah, he is He is getting to that level. The fact is then the Steelers are going to be facing another dilemma once uh, Swisham gets healthy, and, you know, what do you do? I mean... Right now, you know, Boswell's. he can make that money if he, you know, he has to make sure that he keeps his kicks constant for the rest of the year. And then he can, you know, possibly vie to give Swisham, you know, some big time problems uh, in the upcoming se- season. But the fact is, Swish- Swisham is due to make pretty decent money this year, I believe it's a little bit over $2 million. And that's a lot for a kicker. And the fact is... Can this kicker stay on the roster and battling this young kid who is pushing for everything? So it's going to be a lot of battles this offseason for the Steelers as well. But the fact is, guys, we've reached what we call the almost to the end of the show. And this is where I, myself, Sanders Tisdale, gives you my final thoughts for the night. And James Owen will give you his. But right now I'm going to start off and I'm going to let you know what I think about the Steelers and their chances of going to the Super Bowl. I think right now the Steelers are on. They're on pace to probably end the season. I'll, I'm giving them a season end of probably. I'm going to say 11 and five. They're still, I think the Steelers will probably muster maybe one or two more losses, but I can see them possibly ending the season either 11 and five or 10 and six. And the Steelers have the nucleus to to win games, and they had the nucleus to win games earlier in the season. But we let some games slip through our fingers, especially against the Cincinnati Bengals and the Baltimore Ravens, which hurts because of those divisional games. But now that we know that Cleveland's out of the way and so is Baltimore, the Steelers just have to keep their main focus going forward, who's in front of them, which is the Seattle Seahawks. And the fact is that the Steelers have to also be focused on the Cincinnati Bengals, which is another game that they have coming up this year. And the Steelers can't afford any more losses. So the Steelers, I believe, are starting to balance themselves. The defense is finally starting to find themselves where we started off at the beginning of the season, losing to New England Patriots when we're... We couldn't cover the tight end. We couldn't cover anybody else that went out for a pass. Even the owner, if he went out for a pass, he was going to be wide open. But the fact is, the defense kind of fixed things. And you know, being a young defense, and like we said, Pittsburgh is a team. Realistically, you know, whether you know it or not, on defense, we're still in that transition mode, trying to fit, trying to find ourselves somewhat. But they're they're starting to hold ground. So I said right now, with the at this point in the season, I see them at a, maybe eleven to five or even a 10-6 record, and I see the Steelers possibly being in this year for that wild card, so if the Steelers continue doing what they're doing, and you know what, that Ben don't break mentality, but only getting better as the season comes down to it, and, and starting to get healthy, I can see the Steelers finishing, and possibly having, you know, their chance to get that 7th Lombardi trophy, especially while Big Ben is still there. James?
2: Wow. Wow. How? I hate following you on these final thoughts, but we were pretty much on the same sheet of music when it comes to our beloved Pittsburgh Steelers. Now remember Sanders, the AFC North division used to be the toughest division in the NFL. We're always neck and neck. We didn't know who was going to win that division until probably week 14. We had a great idea this year. The Bengals are our top eight and one. We're close behind 6-4. Ravens 2-7, Browns 2-8. Forget about it. The Browns mathematically eliminated game one of this season. Now, let's look to see why this is what it is. Half the season remaining, half the season's over, and we look at it. Bengals 8-1, Steelers 6-4. What can be the reason? You hardly hear any injuries coming from the Cincinnati Bengals camp. Pittsburgh Steelers, we just put up a hospital in the end zone. That's how bad it is. Now, it's our turn to get healthy, and it's and it's time for the Bengals to start getting some key injuries, and it's going to flip-flop. We have six games remaining of the season. A lot of time, a lot of things can happen. We will go on a winning streak. Hopefully, the, the Bengals will go on a losing streak. Let's talk about these teams in the division really quick. Ravens, we all know, they're we all know they're being exposed right now for the team that they're not. Their head coach, Harbaugh, I think it's time for him to move. Flacco, so overrated, it's, it's finally showing. Their running game is non-existent. Their passing game was Steve Smith Sr., and he's done for the year, so we know that's not going to happen. 2-7, and seven, we get to play him again, and we're going to win this game. It's going to be in Baltimore, but it doesn't matter. We're going to win anyways. Now, let's talk about the Browns. Besides the Browns' first game to the Jets and the last game against the Pittsburgh Steelers, the Browns have been in every game this season, and it should be a different record. Unfortunately, the Cleveland Browns have no leadership right now. They have nobody to take the helm and say, come follow me, especially that quarterback position. Over the past 15 years, the Cleveland Browns have had a merry-go-round of over 22 different starting quarterbacks. How can you lead a team with who knows who's going to be quarterback in tonight? Undisciplined. It proved themselves against the Pittsburgh Steelers 12, 12 penalties for 188 yards, like you said, Sanders, almost 200 yards alone on penalties. Why? Because they're young, undisciplined, no control. No control. Their owner, Jimmy Halson, needs to do something. He needs to, he needs to do it now. The season's over. They need to get rid of the GM, Ray Farmer, the head coach, Mike Pettine, their offense coordinator, their defensive coordinator. They need to clean house now or you can ever forget the Cleveland Browns doing something in the future. And let me, it, it rings a bell the last time, I believe, Sanders, the Cleveland Browns GM did something good when they drafted this young kid from Syracuse, I believe it was 1957. The name is Jim Brown. I think that's the last time the Cleveland Browns did anything good.
1: Wow. Wow. There you have it there. I like that big, you know, that's a big time, big time final thought. And the fact is you're right about that. And it's been a while since the, the Cleveland Browns have had a quality type running back for them. And right now they still don't have it. So you know what? Sucks to be them. <laughs> it sure does. It, it sure does. Hey, but you know what, guys? You know, we love doing this show for you guys here on Stiller Nation Live. If you want, go to our website. Check us out, www.stillnationlive.net Go there. Check us out. Check out our bios. you see both. You'll see me Sanders Tisdell and my boy James Owen there. You know what? you see our bios read up on us and go there. Leave your pictures and everything so we can see who you are, see you in your latest Steeler wear and gear, and we love to see you up there so everybody else can see that. You know what? It's not just a nation. It's still a nation. And then we also want you guys to know if you're ever out and you're about and you want something to eat, where's the place to go, James? It's funny you should mention that, Sanders.
2: McGinny Sports fuck. 2246 East River Road, Henrietta, Rochester, New York, the Homeless Sal, and the Rochester Pittsburgh Steelers Fan Club. Get some great food, some great drink specials, over 20 HD TVs to watch your favorite sports there. Great food specials, great drink specials, and the one food special I forgot to uh, announce last time I've, I've been doing this. If it's your birthday, Steeler fans, come down to McGinnies. I'll tell you why. If you like chicken wings, it's your birthday. For every year you are old, you get a free chicken wing. So, folks, if you're 45, 45 chicken wings. If you're 80, you get 80 chicken wings. Find your oldest friend. Bring them down. Share them with all your friends at McGinnis Sports Pub and Bar. 2246 East River Road, Henrietta, Rochester, New York. Come on down. See me and Sanders and Big C.
1: There you have it, guys we see you again. with are still having a bye week coming up next week. We will be here for you on Stiller Nation Live. And we'll see you then.